I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central Show, brought to you by MTN Business. Subscribe if you haven't already done so on youtube.com slash techcentral, or sign up for our daily newsletter. We'll get the latest and best local and international tech news delivered to your inbox before sunrise each morning. You can do that at techcentral.co.za slash newsletter. Now, my next guest is in Dubai today. I believe that's where he is based. Uh, Frederick Sheppens, I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Fred, uh, is a chief executive at a company called Baobab. Uh, you may not have heard of Baobab before, but that's because the company has a new name. They were previously known as MTN Global Connect and a few weeks ago announced the change of name to Baobab. Fred, welcome. Um, why the name change? Well, it's a great question. Thanks very much, Duncan, for, for having us. Um, Baobab is, is a leading Pan-African wholesale and infrastructure service providers, and we changed the name in order to reflect our African roots. Uh, we were in a tremendous amount of countries on, on the African continent, but also we wanted to uh, have um, a view and also an enablement uh, across uh, the African continent from an angle where we are open access, where we are neutral, and where we're actually mirroring uh, the Baobab tree. And, and the Baobab tree is an ecosystem, as we all know, uh, in Africa, which which helps and neuter uh, quite a lot of uh, the natural elements uh, uh, and, and ecosystem in Africa. And we are mirroring that with our uh, infrastructure, our digital infrastructure, which we are rolling out uh, in uh, the continent. So we are uh, and like uh, to be the gateway uh, to Africa uh, and creating a one-stop shop for everybody uh, on this globe uh, to do in a more efficient, uh, better way business uh, with us, uh, uh, with everybody who's in Africa. And also we are uh, the gateway to the MTN community. I mean, we have around 280, 290 million subscriber business uh, on the African continent. Uh, so we've been not only the gateway for that, uh, let's say, internal, uh, let's say, fabric, but also for everybody else uh, in Africa. And this is why we also changed the name into something which is more typical uh, as us Africans uh, across the board. Sure. Okay. And I mean, previously the name was MTN Global Connect. Was there a need to um, distance yourself somewhat from the MTN brand to be seen as independent of MTN and perhaps more of a uh, an independent company able to provide services to other telecommunications operators? Yes, Duncan, you have to understand that two years ago, we took the strategic decision in our ambition 2025 to structurally separate all um, the fiber assets from our mobile operators. And we're in progress of doing that with about seven countries as we speak. Uh, so the structural separation of this proprietary network, actually, we built all of that network for ourselves uh, to keep it for us. And now we are uh, transferring that uh, to the local Baobab fiber coast. Mm -hmm. And in order to open that up uh, to everybody in country, but also uh, in order to uh, leverage that also from a country to country perspective, uh, across the continent. And it's quite important for us in order to do so, so that we not only create more value uh, for our operations, but also making sure that we digitally uh, well deploy our network uh, across the board. And, and I think uh, we still believe and firmly believe at MTN Group and at Biobac Group, 
that everybody deserves a digital connected life. And we are continuing that quest by making sure that we open up our, our network to everybody, but also uh, massively expanding uh, that uh, network in a laser focused way because uh, we've got around 107,000 kilometers of proprietary fiber, which we are opening up, which we are scaling up. Uh, and by uh, 2025, we want to extend that to almost 135,000 kilometers of fiber, which is uh, quite a, a work in progress, I must say. Yeah, yeah. So, so fiber is obviously a huge asset of uh, of Baobabs. Uh, you have investments in undersea cables, terrestrial fiber as well. But maybe give us a picture of of your total asset base. What what do you own? Uh, where is it? And what what is it used for? Well, Duncan, we we started around four to five years ago in setting up um, uh, Baobab, uh, formerly known as MTN Global Connect, and we started with submarine cable systems. We we had about uh, 10 submarine cables where we had some uh, good investment in. I mean, we were in most of them actually the, the largest owner, which we call the arteries around Africa. And we, we started to, uh, to, to start sweating and, and also bringing it to uh, third parties uh, uh, and making expanding this build out uh, towards third parties where we started contracting uh, the big hyperscalers, like we call them, the, the names of uh, Facebook, now Meta, Google, uh, Microsoft, etc., in order also to start utilizing these major investments uh, we've done. So we started with a very small team in, in running that. And then we saw a big need for expanding that also from a terrestrial perspective and rolling out uh, additional uh, fiber infrastructure on the African continent. By doing so, uh, we also uh, strategically took the decision, like I mentioned, uh, at Group Board, at Group Exco, to structurally separate whatever we have, to have it in a more concise, consolidated way uh, under one uh, entity, uh, which is Baobab, uh, in order to continue having the specialized focus of building out uh, the wet segment, like we call it, the submarine uh, cable infrastructure, but also the dry segments, which is everything which is in the ground uh, on a terrestrial perspective. Now, besides that also, we, we looked in how we can consolidate uh, a lot of our platforms uh, from a mobility perspective. You know, Duncan, we, we are carrying uh, almost a 300 million subscriber business of our platforms. Uh, and our platforms are uh, very important uh, to the continent as well as to MTN because we're doing all the roaming uh, through these uh, state-of-the-art platforms for all our subscribers. We do all the voice business, so every international call coming in and out of uh, our network uh, of MTN is growing uh, through uh, Baobab. The same as with the messaging, international messages, uh, all the SMSs. Uh, application to person, person to person, etc., is going mm -hmm. through the Baobab uh, platforms, as well as the signaling, as well as the cloud numbering, uh, as well as uh, a lot of the other, uh, let's say, services we are carrying from an international perspective, uh, and also enable the national uh, operators in country. Uh, and also having a relationship with the MTN group in a very concise, consolidated way. Before, you know, uh, we existed as Baobab, 
uh, it was quite complex uh, to give you an example from uh, uh, an AT&T perspective to deal uh, with the African uh, operators, especially with MTN on all levels. If you talk about capacity, if you're talking about roaming, if you're talking about messaging, uh, because we had so many entities and they, they, we had to have so many contracts and we had to have so many, um, let's say, uh, technical setups, for instance, with AT&T. Well, now through Baobab, we consolidated everything uh, through our platform. We made it easy to interact, increased dramatically uh, the quality of services, not only for our own operations, but also for the third parties and the partners we're working very closely and you have to understand we have more than 1,000 partners uh, across the globe. And then uh, you talk about the Europeans, the Asians, uh, the Americans, uh, and of course, everybody in Africa we are doing business with uh, are, are very happy uh, to do it in, in, in a consolidated way. It, it drives efficiencies, it drives quality, uh, and also gives also better prices uh, on all levels uh, for us and for them also, because you can bring the scale uh, of uh, the volumes uh, across the board. So all in all, I think it's 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 a great uh, uh, change uh, in a positive sense. Is Baobab 100% owned by MTN Group currently or the other shareholders as well? Yes, so um, Baobab in terms of their shareholding structure is still 100% owned by MTN Group. Uh, we did recently uh, a few transactions on very uh, dedicated and very important uh, projects. Uh, it's called the East to West Coast project. Uh, I can explain. But uh, today we, we are a standalone company. We started, like I said, five years ago. We've been actually self-funded from the start. Uh, so I'm very proud uh, of what we've achieved uh, with the team. Uh, and uh, we build it out, uh, this massive network, consolidated that massive network, uh, built all the platform uh, in a, in a self-funded, uh, no-debt uh, type of uh, ratio setup. And uh, yes, at the end, we are looking also uh, to continue that uh, growth journey. And of course, uh, we are looking uh, to uh, having uh, the adequate partners in order to uh, to continue that uh, that uh, growth uh, journey. Now you're based in in Dubai. Um, Baobab, I, I take it, is headquartered in Dubai. Is that is that um, because it's easier to serve the various African markets that you need to serve from there rather than say from Johannesburg? Yeah, no, it's it's a good question and it's a, it's a pertinent question which I received quite often, and, and there's some very good reasons. Uh, we're an African company. A majority of our work and our people are in Africa. Uh, our platforms also uh, are built and, and being managed in Africa. One of the, 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 uh, the key reasons where we had a network operating center uh, uh, before in, in, in India, in Asia, I deliberately uh, uh, pulled it back uh, to the African continent. So we, we moved, we insourced actually all of these activities are network operating centers uh, on the continent. One of the main reasons for that was that we do think that there is a lot of talent uh, in Africa, on the African continent. Uh, we wanted, of course, to stimulate uh, that talent pool, that growth 
in Africa. So that's why we moved. Uh, uh, there were about 150 people in India. Uh, we, we recruited new people uh, in Ghana and in Kenya. We've got about 50 people in, uh, in Ghana and about 40 people now in Kenya uh, driving uh, this, this success centers, like we call it. So in order to uh, uh, manage our network operating uh, centers uh, from these crucial, uh, let's say, uh, platforms and, and countries. But the reason why we are in Dubai, because we did a, an in-depth uh, survey also where we would be able to serve our customers and our customers are actually worldwide. We've got our internal customers, which is, of course, the MTN Group, uh, with all their operating companies in, in about 18 countries uh, on the African continent. Uh, we also have all our other customers in Africa. And also we've got, of course, all, all our customers in, in Asia, in the US, uh, in Europe, etc. So from a topology perspective, uh, the, the, the most and direct flights are actually uh, from Dubai. And we had already a big base in Dubai. Uh, uh, our MENA office was here because we had a lot of operations before, which we offloaded recently uh, in the Middle East. So we are not an African company, but also a Middle Eastern company uh, previously. So we had a base here, uh, a very good uh, uh, infrastructure, uh, which we tapped upon. But uh, primarily is, is, is just from a, a practical aspect in order to have direct access to uh, most of our operations, to our customers, mm -hmm. uh, and also um, <clears throat> having a good base in, in managing all of that from a talent, talent pool perspective, uh, where uh, the environment is actually very inducive here in Dubai. Uh, two thirds of our people are in Africa, uh, and, and we will continue uh, uh, to drive that and, and, and grow it rapidly uh, on the African continent for sure. Does Africa remain your sole focus or are there opportunities for this company to perhaps expand its operations? I mean, you're in Dubai, perhaps into the Middle East, perhaps even pushing into Europe? You know, that's, it's a fair question, Duncan. We, 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 we are really uh, the specialist of Africa. We're an African company uh, run uh, majorly in Africa. Uh, that's our focus. That's our specialization. Uh, we partner with uh, people who are very good in what they are doing in various other continents. Uh, we don't have any, uh, let's say, uh, strategic assumptions in order to go somewhere else. There's so many things we still need to do in Africa. We barely scratch the surface uh, in, in most of the countries. I, I think there's a lot of focus needed and our focus is Africa uh, all the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, the reason I was asking was I, I see you have extensive experience working in European telecommunications. You've held senior roles at Vodafone Group, uh, including head of, uh, head of global voice services. You've launched various businesses, including mobile operators in Europe. Uh, I think it's fair to say you have telecoms in your blood, Fred. Um, but, uh, you say this is, this is an African venture. You're not going to be, uh, drawing on your roots in European telecoms to expand into that, into that market. No, and, and with all the respect, I mean, I, I worked with a lot of pleasure with, to, uh, in my previous companies. But what attracted me yes. so uh, well in, in being part of uh, Baobab and, and MTN is, is the, the belief 
to change uh, for the better good uh, things. And, and that's sometimes uh, an aspect you might be missing in, in big corporations. And, and I think that's something sure. we really live and breathe uh, within uh, the mm-hmm. Bayobab group, within MTN. And, and that's really a game changer. And this is also why we've got also very, very top-notch, uh, talented uh, people in our team we're driving that with a belief not only uh, to do a better good but also uh, to 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 engage and and to be a game changer uh, on that continent yeah yeah, yeah. Which we call- let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about undersea cables you're a big investor in those did you say you invested in 10 cables around africa yeah so today we've got actually investment in 16 cables uh, to be precise, 16, 16 yes, So uh, and soon 17 also uh, next year. But uh, to, to give you a bit of an aspect there, so you got you got four or five big arteries around Africa. Now, these arteries are actually feeding, uh, I would almost say, 90, 95% of all uh, the internet traffic going back and forward uh, in Africa to the rest of the continents in the world, because mainly to Europe, Asia, and, and the U.S., uh, uh, where we pair with uh, all the important uh, parties in order to have a, a proper internet uh, access. Now, what we're trying to do at Bayobab is to keep as much as possible now within the continent. This is why uh, we were one of the initiating parties to build new submarine cables, and the TrueAfrica submarine cable was actually designed uh, together with Facebook and then later on, a lot of other parties, uh, a lot of the telcos uh, participated in that massive project where we are uh, building as we speak and landing as we speak uh, that cable. There are other cables we are also participating in on the East Coast uh, with Google on the Equiano cable. So all of that is giving the badly needed additional oxygen uh, through our arteries, uh, the submarine cables uh, towards the rest of the world. Now, very crucial to that also, and that's what we see because we see the data explosion still ongoing and and ongoing uh, in the coming decades uh, in Africa. There's two main reasons for that. First of all, I think the economical growth in Africa is is substantial and also the demographic growth is something which you don't see anywhere else um, in the world. So you see a stagnation from a demographic view uh, in most of the other continents, except for Asia, where there is a slight growth. In Africa, you mm-hmm. still see a massive growth. So the 1.2, 1.5 billion inhabitants in Africa is actually almost doubling in the coming decades. So that's quite an important game changer. So in order to have uh, enough uh, digital highways and in, in order to have enough connectivity, uh, there is still a lot of things we need to do. And the submarine cable systems are a crucial part of, of that equation. A second, second thing we are, we're building also, besides stitching all our networks uh, country by country to each other, we're expanding also from an east coast to a west coast uh, a lot of uh, the fiber, which we call the fiber highways. And we're putting terabytes of capacity in the ground as we speak and three various links, uh, potentially a fourth link, uh, which we're going to bring up also, making sure that we 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 bring the latency also 
uh, done because you have to understand that now everything goes from, for instance, from Ghana all the way back to South Africa, all the way back to the other side uh, to Europe if there's a cable cut uh, between Ghana and Europe, for instance, and the other way around also. So everything we are, will have to loop around Africa or upwards or downwards, which gives quite a bit of latency in terms of uh, an IP traffic or an internet connectivity. So in order to really bridge that, I think crossing the continent in a cost-efficient way is super important. So hence, we are building all of this infrastructure, uh, not only from a latency perspective, but also to make sure that we get more resiliency in our network, which is us, which is already top-notch and, and very strong. But in order to gauge also for the future growth, we're going to see on the continents, and uh, which we are seeing as we speak already, uh, the last couple of uh, years and, and is accelerating uh, day in, day out. So all of that is part of our wider strategic plan uh, or ambition. And this is also why we are bringing also, coming back to your uh, question on who would be the shareholders, also in certain specific projects, we are asking uh, partners to help us, uh, not only from an equity injection perspective or a debt uh, perspective, uh, but also from a, a relationship perspective with various governments, uh, with various institutions, mm -hmm. which is crucial uh, to this uh, ecosystem. And as Baobab uh, is reflecting the Baobab uh, natural ecosystem, sure. we're doing it from a digital perspective. It's all part of our uh, rollout. Mm. Take us through your, your cap capital spending plans over the next couple of years to the extent that you can reveal numbers. And um, where is that CapEx investment going to be directed specifically? Um, I presume there are some big projects that are planned for the next one to three years. Perhaps you can give us some insight into, into wh where that spending is going to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we, we announced a couple, of, a couple of years ago that we would spend um, uh, about half a billion US dollars in the coming five years. So we, we are well on our way in that spend um, uh, to, to complete that in 2025. Uh, that spend is, is, is various major works we are doing uh, from an integration perspective, from a network rollout perspective, from a platform perspective also uh, across our markets. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, 99% or 95% of all that spent is in Africa. Uh, for uh, Africa, uh, we are doing it uh, partially uh, self-funded, partially uh, through uh, partners. Uh, uh, until today, we self-funded everything, and we will continue uh, to do that. Now, one of the big tickets, of course, mm -hmm. Uh, like I mentioned, is the East Coast to West Coast. Uh, if you look at these fiber highways, uh, it goes up to 320 million US dollars, uh, which is uh, beyond the 2025 uh, timeframe. So uh, you need to see it in the phased approach. So a portion will be uh, put into that aspect. A portion will be put into various in-country deployments uh, across Africa. A big portion also will be put uh, into the submarine cable systems. If you look into uh, uh, to Africa uh, total tickets, uh, although there are no official figures, but you can imagine putting 
the longest cable uh, on Earth uh, in the sea, uh, over 44,000 kilometers of fiber in the sea, uh, is uh, a major investment, not only by uh, Baobab, but also by uh, the rest of the consortium uh, led by uh, Facebook or Meta. So all of that is part of the equation in order to uh, to continue our capital uh, expenditures in the, in the coming years. The scale of some of these investments that we see in undersea cables is, is quite astonishing. It's it's an area of, uh, of focus in the tech industry that absolutely fascinates me. And the amount of work and, and planning that goes into building these systems is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the, the model, though, has changed quite a bit over the last few decades, hasn't it? I mean, historically, these submarine cables, uh, which historically, uh, compared certainly to today's capacities, were tiny uh, in terms of what, what you could do with them. Um, but um, historically, these have been built by consortiums of telecommunications operators. Um, but we're seeing other investors coming in now. I mean, Seacom built a cable along the East Coast in 2009. I think it was 2009. Um, and more recently, we've seen some of the giants of Silicon Valley starting to invest in these cables. You mentioned Google and Equiano and Meta and to Africa. What, what is your thought about these big Silicon Valley tech giants getting involved in this industry that has historically been the domain of telecommunications operators? Is it a good thing and are they bringing something different to the table? No, it, it, it's absolutely uh, uh, very good for us. I mean, you have to understand that uh, these OTT, which we were calling them, which is over the top, we call them now hyperscalers and for some good reasons. Uh, the Microsofts of today, the Amazons, uh, the Metas, Facebook, Google, are investing now also heavily in infrastructure. And they, they did see that just going over the top and running over a fixed or mobile networks is not enough. I mean, the scale, the, the explosion in data is, is something where they also bring their little bits into the equation from a, a capital expenditure. And I think it, it, it's great news for all of us uh, on all levels. So uh, on that perspective, it's good. I mean, uh, uh, to Africa is something which was originally brought to the table by uh, by Facebook Meta, where we uh, were one of the first initiators also to participate into that. And the model changed quite also quite a bit before. When you set up a consortium, you were dealing with mu kilometers. So everybody got a bunch of mu kilometers which you could allocate to each other and and, and connect actually. Uh, to each other in order to get the, the needed capacity. No, the new cables are, are, are different in nature, where we got actually the physical fiber pairs. So we as Baobab are managing a fiber pair, which we own on the East Coast and on the West Coast, which is actually a total game changer of ownership of how you run a network and how you deploy a network also. So uh, the consortium... Mm -hmm. Is, is still there for some practical things, but we as TechCore, telecommunication infrastructure provider, we're physically also managing uh, that equipment uh, and these fiber pairs, if it's not dry in the ground or in the sea, uh, in the wet segments, which is quite a game changer. So all in all, yes, uh, it's, it's, it's very good news. So we're very happy that uh, these hyperscalers are now also walking the talk in terms of investments in order to uh, to grow uh, the infrastructure across the globe. <clears throat> the two Africa and Equiano cables, and there, there are others as well. Uh, we're not mentioning uh, there's ACE, which I think MTN 
and and Baobab now is a big investor in, uh, and and there are others. Um, do do you think that we have enough capacity around the African continent now? I mean, some people have even suggested that what could be going on around Africa now could be a little like what we saw across the North Atlantic around the late 1990s in the dot com bubble when there was huge overinvestment in subsea capacity in the in the transatlantic routes. Uh, do you think there's a risk that there's too much investment going on in subsea in the wet capacity around Africa? So no, it's, it's, it's a good question. From a Baobab perspective, I don't think there's enough capacity and, and we still continue to, to do expansions of the current capacity and, and upgrades. So, you know, I mean, even the, the, the older cables like uh, WAX or, or ACE are being uh, EIG, easy are being upgraded uh, a couple of times in their lifespan. And, and the reason is actually uh, to, to cater for the, uh, the growth uh, we are seeing. Um, I, I must say that uh, we are thinking already uh, uh, in confidence. I mean, uh, no, it's not that confidential anymore to see on how we potentially would even build the next cable uh, in the coming years uh, from a uh, submarine cable system okay. infrastructure because we're going to see in five to ten years' time uh, already potentially an issue uh, of, of, of a need for that. Uh, one of the main reasons why I'm actually building also this pan-African digital infrastructure is to keep as much as possible in Africa. You know, Duncan, traditionally, everything was backhauled uh, to, uh, to pairing points, to servers in the US, in Europe and in Asia. Uh, we try to keep as much as possible now on the continent in order to cater for that growth. Uh, we try to build also a, a bigger resilient network. This is also why we are expanding our fiber highways with the East Coast to the West Coast, uh, if something goes wrong, but also to cater for uh, the connection of the, the digital hubs. Today, there are three digital hubs in Africa, which is, sits in South Africa, in uh, Nigeria, and in Kenya. Now, uh, these highways uh, are not connected over uh, the land, so which we are doing as we speak, besides doing it over uh, the sea. Uh, on top of that, we do think that th there should be more digital hubs on the African continent in order to keep the content uh, in Africa also and to have a better, uh, let's say, resilience uh, on our levels. And we do see also a lot of the content you now being created in Africa. So uh, why would we bring it outside of the continent and back inside? Uh, through a loop. So uh, we try to drive a lot of these efficiencies as we speak. But all in all, uh, there is still need uh, to build even further capacity uh, towards uh, the other continents uh, in the world. And uh, we are certainly uh, prepared for that uh, and, and are uh, thinking about it and building on that. Is your focus purely on long distance Type infrastructure. I mean, we've spoken about um, building fiber networks across Africa and subsea systems, but do you also look at? Do you also deploy metro fiber? And are you? Have you built any data centers? Is that something that's in your roadmap? Oh, very, very, very pertinent and good question. Duncan. So, no, we 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 do fiber. Uh, fiber to the to the home is yet uh, not in our key priorities. Although we're going to pass a lot of buildings, we do metro, we do backhaul. Uh, we do long distance, we do short distance uh, across okay. the board. So uh, all of that is, is, is part of uh, Baobab's remit. Uh, we, our customers, just to give you a bit of a, a different perspective, 
our customers is everybody who has a license or who acts as a license operator. And to define that, it's very simple. So a, uh, a local MNO has a license. So they are our customers. We're going to roll out uh, fiber for them to the base stations, to the buildings, metro, long distance, backhaul. All of that is part of it. We are serving them. Okay. We are serving their enterprise customers and we are serving their retail customers. And everything where fiber is needed, we are, as long as the business case is there, uh, willing uh, to put in the ground. Now, acting like a licensed operator, you're coming to the spheres of the hyperscalers like an Amazon, like a Microsoft, like a Meta, like a Google. Uh, they have so much capacity demand that we need to cater for that. So everything which is wholesale business sits within our remit. Everything which is enterprise business or um, uh, consumer business sit with somebody else and we don't touch. So that gives a clear demarcation point of what we do and what we don't do on, on that level. Just lastly then, Fred, do you have, um, you're looking forward over the next few years, are, are you going to grow entirely organically or are you also looking at strategic acquisitions if they were to crop up? Would you look at opportunities to buy uh, infrastructure from other providers? Uh, we, we grew uh, so far uh, mainly uh, organically. Uh, we had a, a spectacular growth and we continue that growth uh, as we speak. Uh, so uh, there is a big demand from our internal and external customers. So we'll continue that journey. We did a tactical local acquisition also within the group already in Kenya. So uh, that helped us also in, in, in driving uh, our business in Kenya, where we don't have a mobile operator. Uh, we are looking uh, at uh, all opportunities which make sense for us in order to uh, aggressively uh, roll out our infrastructure. But we are mainly here to serve and to delight our customers. All over Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa uh, is our focus. And uh, yes, so we, we do think consolidation or of certain parameters within that market could make sense. And uh, yes, I mean, we're here to partner. Uh, we're here to uh, uh, to drive uh, that business in order to, uh, to delight our customers uh, wherever they are in Africa and also enable everybody outside of Africa uh, to be uh, the one-stop shop uh, in order to, uh, to help them in uh, doing business uh, with us in Africa. I know you said you've um, been self-funded since your start. Um, is there any any talk at all about a potential IPO of this business at some point? Is that something that's uh, on the call? Well, you should ask that to my shareholders, Duncan. So that uh, okay. That, that's, that's, <laughs> when we get Ralph on the show, Ralph and Peter on the show, I we'll, think that's uh, a question we'll that for question Ralph and, and his board. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, uh, look, I mean, we we are always very very keen and, and to add value not only to our customers but also to our shareholders and uh, uh, on all levels uh, I think we are very laser focused in what we are doing I'm very proud of the team and what they've achieved uh, so far we are a group of company now uh, we're expanding in, in territories which are uncharted uh, in certain cases you're going to hear a lot about us in, in the coming uh, uh, weeks and months 
uh, on various uh, uh, game-changing uh, parameters on the continent. So uh, I think uh, we are uh, we are well set uh, into that ecosystem to make it grow. Let's put it that way. Good stuff. Well, I look forward to seeing how this business uh, develops in, in the coming years and some of the infrastructure that uh, you're going to be building on the African continent. Frederick Sheppens is uh, CEO of Baobab. Thanks for sharing your insights with the Tech Central show today. Thank you, Duncan, for having us.